alien spacecraft did not crash in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. You know flat earthers, I guarantee it. But you don't know who they are because they're afraid of talking about it. Welcome to the 19th Annual Subliminal Deception Podcast, your weekly dose of conspiracy theory bullshit. My name is Cody, and I'm joined by my pal, Phil. How are you? Doing good, buddy. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good, actually. I want to talk about something real quick. uh, That So I went and saw the new Quentin Tarantino movie last night. I'm not going to spoil anything. Um, You didn't see it, did you? No, not yet. I, I plan to, though. Okay. I hope maybe in the next couple weeks you plan to see it, and then we can talk about it more. But I I feel a little disappointed, to be honest with you, but I don't know. I don't know. I need more people to see it before I can, like, so I can talk about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, the thing is, I didn't even think that it was a Quentin Tarantino movie. I've I've seen a bunch of trailers for it, but they didn't really advertise it as a Quentin Tarantino movie. Well, um, Adam claims it's his last movie. It's the last movie he's ever doing. Really? I don't know. That's what he said. I don't... He doesn't seem that old or, like, too old to quit, but I could be wrong. I'm sure he's got shit tons of money, though. <laughs> like... He just wants to look at women's feet for the rest of his life, I think. Yeah. Maybe he'll go on to, like, write a Game of Thrones, like, sequel or something like <laughs> that. Like, that'd be kind of cool. I don't know if they would let him do that. Like, it'd just be nothing but feet and fucking gore everywhere. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I so, don't know. So I we, mean, it might be might be kind of cool. They yeah, might round it out. That would be cool, but I, I'm guessing they probably won't do that. Anyway, we need a uh, we need a wizard update, Phil. So, uh, the wizard's back. I uh, hadn't seen him for about two weeks. And uh, this week, I started seeing him again. Um, actually, today, I was uh, grabbing my breakfast coming back and I saw him sitting at his usual, um, you know, hangout. And I was like, Oh, this is the day I'm going to walk up and talk to him and ask him what the fuck is with the wizard hat. But <laughs> I was a little worried about possibly being turned into an animal or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Putting a hex on you or something. So no matter what he wears the hat. Yeah. When he's uh, like, I obviously don't work with him. He's, he's an obvious office type. But he, uh, whenever I see him outside, he's always wearing the wizard hat. So that is, that's just so fucking weird. Like, who does that? That is just so weird. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's not like it's it's I live in Phoenix, so it's not like he's using it to protect himself from the sun <laughs> because it doesn't cover his face at all. Hmm. Like there's some people who wear some pretty weird, like the sun hats and stuff like that. Like yeah. when it, when it comes to protecting your face from the sun, it's no whole bards, you know, no yeah, whole yeah, bard yeah. here. Like people wear like the crazy big ass sombrero hats, you know, yeah. but yeah, I don't understand it. It's just so weird. I've, I don't, I, I'm trying to wrap my hand head around why he would do that. But, uh, you also brought up the fact you wanted to talk about the, I don't know, what do we even call it? An Area 51 meme that's going on? Oh, the, uh, yeah, the fucking avalanche of memes that are coming out about Area 51. They're actually pretty good. <laughs> they um, are pretty good. Yeah, we were talking about it a little bit before. Um, it's pretty much, by the time this comes out, it's going to be 
trudged out, you know, completely stopped so, to death. So but, do you know what day they're supposed to do it? Uh, it's like September, I think, 20-something. Oh. I well, just... I mean, it'd be great if, like, those people actually showed up to, like, where they were supposed to and just hung out. But if they honestly, like, ran out in the desert and tried to do that shit, like... You think they're going to kill all of them? No, I don't think they'd kill all of them. But, I mean, depends on how, it depends on how close they get. Like, they're going to give them plenty of warning before they, you know... <laughs> like, have you ever heard of these things? They're, um, they're kind of like noise cannons... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like these high frequency, like basically they make you pretty much, it's like a stun grenade going off, but it's all audio. Like, I imagine they'll use some of that stuff. They also have these things that are like, like a heat ray. Basically, it it concentrates all this heat on like a small area and makes you like, it's almost like opening an oven door in your face. It Hmm. makes you turn away. Hmm. Interesting. So I think they'll use maybe a lot of that stuff. But, like, unless they get super close to somewhere they're not supposed to be, and then it gets to be like, all right, you know, if there's, like, five of you that are still running here, you know. Well, like, we've even discussed on the show before, the aliens aren't even there anymore. They're, they've been moved to the right patterson base, right? Is that the Ohio one? Yeah, that's uh, Pennsylvania or Ohio or wherever yeah, yeah. that is. Yeah, supposedly it's all been moved there. And... I actually saw a meme about this, but I was talking to someone on Instagram about this, uh, another podcast person. I was saying, like, they would be smarter to storm the Vatican. You would find way more alien stuff in the Vatican <laughs> than you would in Area 51. Probably right. You'd probably find a lot of um, altar boys and stuff, too. But uh, yeah, you're going to find a lot of weird stuff. <laughs> but it was just like a sex toy dungeon down there. <laughs> I imagine there's probably a lot of lot of weird uh, porn down there too, like we mentioned before. So, so uh, yeah, let's start that. Let's raid the Vatican and find out what they're hiding down there. But anyway, Phil, should we go ahead and dive into the topic this week? Yeah, let's go. Uh, you've got it this week, so I have no idea what it's about. <laughs> just like always. Well, you were like, man, everybody's on Alien Kick this week. And then I'm like looking at my notes, like, well. It's kind of alien-ish, but not really. So what I decided to do is UF, UFO researchers' mysterious deaths. So have you heard about this at all or, like, looked into this at all? Just, like, anybody involved in the UFO world is just dying from, I'm air-quoting my hands here, mysterious circumstances. Yeah, I have heard this in the past. Okay. Um, I know that there's a couple of big ones out um there's like the the one who gives a lot of speeches he says that he's got some kind of dead man's trigger i forgot his name if i would have known i would have obviously looked him up but nah, that's he fine. said he's got a he said he's got a dead man's trigger of all this like true information that's going to come out if he gets assassinated so <laughs> well i've collected about i think maybe nine or ten uh different ufo related people who have been killed over the years Maybe some of them you will have heard of, but we just have to dive in here and kind of find out and hear the names and whatever. So, like I said, you know, on Sub D, we've talked a lot about UFOs and UFO whistleblowers recently. And kind of makes you wonder, could the government actually, if someone knows too much, could they send someone out to kill them? Or could they poison them? Or like, you know what I'm saying? Just anything. So, some suspect that they could send the men in black 
out to someone's doorstep to warn them, hey, shut up, or we're going to kill you. Um, are you a big believer in Men in Black? Um, I, I am, but not in the modern times. I don't really, like, you don't hear a lot about them anymore. Right. Like, I mean, I think that in the age of, like, cell phones and the internet, um, like, millions of pictures going up a second, I think that they, <laughs> if they were still around, they would probably dress a little bit more... You know, well, maybe they're just like Jehovah's Witness now and they dress like them. and They just go around door to door. Yeah, they're very intimidating. <laughs> you've ever seen them. So like do you, they got their little bikes. <laughs> they dropped the black uh, uh, Lincoln town car and they went to bicycles. Huh? So. Yep. So do you think, OK, quickly on the men in black, do you think that they were actually like humans doing it or do you think they were aliens like in disguise? Uh, I think that they were humans. Um, I do, I do think that they, if you're in a program like that, I don't think that you can really have like, you know, the house, the two cars, the three kids. So I think that they may have like had their appearances changed like while they're on missions. Mm. So like maybe like costumes, because if you do look at those old security camera footage, um, if you've ever, you watched a lot of crappy eighties movies where they have like <laughs> yeah. the shitty, like makeup, costume makeup and yeah. the plastic they put on their face. <laughs> Think about like the first Terminator when he's looking in that mirror and his face, you can tell is just like a plastic mold. You yeah. Know? Right. That's a good point. That's a good point. So in 1971, Otto Binder wrote an article for Saga magazine called Special UFO Report liquidation of ufo investigators <laughs> catchy title there uh yep. he <laughs> he claimed to have researched the deaths of 137 ufo researchers writers scientists and witnesses over 10 years so in 1971 they've already allegedly killed 137 of these people um obviously i don't i don't know if he lists all these people that are allegedly been killed by the government or whatever he he basically claims that all of 137 seven of them that are in there um and all their deaths were very mysterious they weren't really just straightforward like hey he died of cancer or, hey he died of a car accident you do you know what i mean yeah like he's just saying like they're very fishy of how you know in the ways they're dying so they're the type of deaths where it's like uh they fell down an elevator shaft on the nine bullets. Right. Basically. Just like the bowler yeah. from Mystery Men. <laughs> yep, exactly. I'm glad you caught that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't. When it comes to Mystery Men, I, I'm good. I'll catch on to that bitch. So UFO researcher and author G. Cope uh, Shellhorn had been looking into the deaths of ufologists as well. Um, since 1997, many have died from, quote, unusual cancers heart attacks, and questionable suicides, and all other matters of strange happenings. That's his exact quote. But even Spellhorn does admit some of his research victims were getting up there in age, and reports by their friends and family claim that they were ill, depressed, or even suicidal. But that does not explain all of the mysterious deaths surrounding ufologists. So he's kind of pumping the brakes a little bit by the government's killing him, but he's still saying there's plenty of them that are a little fishy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I understand that. Um, there is, uh, like right now, 
it's Putin, a lot of it, but uh, he does actually, one of his weapons of choice for taking out um, detractors is, I think it's palladium. He likes to poison people with radioactive material and give them like terrible cancers. So, it, so. like, do you have to just ingest that or can does he like inject it in you or you got to smoke it or what? I think that there's a, there's one guy, I think he was in London when he got like his tea poisoned Ooh. by palladium. And yeah, I think I'm not sure about the story. Um, it was a journalist, but I believe it was him and his daughter. Mm, okay. This, with palladium. this was just a few years ago. Yeah. This wasn't too long ago at all. Okay. But he's obviously not a ufologist. He was just a Putin detractor. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying like, it's not unheard of for people to be assassinated by, radioactive material poisoning Mm, right well i feel like palladium would be expensive wouldn't it yeah well (laughs) i mean they put it in catalytic converters so that's titanium isn't it no there's uh there's palladium in there i'm pretty sure there's because that's what makes it so expensive Mm. well somebody eat a catalytic converter and see if you get sick all right so (laughs) don't actually do that (laughs) so our first guy um is We've actually talked about him before. Um, it's Morris K. Jessup in 1959. Do you remember where we talked about this guy? Ooh, um, <laughs> not really. Let's, uh, let's hit the Wayback Machine. <laughs> well, we spoke about him on the Philadelphia Experiment episode. And he wrote such books as The Case for the UFO and The Expanding Case for the UFO. That's kind. Of, I kind of like that second one. It's better than just like... The case for the UFO 2. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, do you remember, does he ring any bells now? A little bit, yeah. Okay. I kind of remember that episode. It's been a minute, but. (laughs) So he committed suicide in Dade County Park, Florida. Well, they believe he committed suicide, but, and when we talked about it on there, basically it was he ran the exhaust into the inside of the car, rolled the window up, and he did it because his wife left him. Does that ring a bell now? Yeah, it does. The only reason I'm talking about him again is because I found more information on his murder that we didn't really mention before that kind of makes me think a little bit. So Police Sergeant Oban Claim, apparently that's his name, who was on the scene shortly after finding Morris's body, he claims, air quoting again here, that the scene looked like it was way too professionally set up. Now, the second thing is that they claim when Jessup's body was found, or no, I'm sorry, he was still alive when they initially found him, but when they were trying to transport him to the hospital, it was rush hour, and there's, like, way more traffic on the road than there should have been, almost as if, like, someone's blocking him from getting to the hospital. Hmm. Which... That's interesting. So, okay, let's say let's just put ourselves in the conspiracy mind here. If the government was really gonna force traffic just when this guy dies or whoever's killing him, like that seems like a lot of setup. Yeah, and why I don't understand why he would like go out to a park and do this. Well, like that- most people go to a like do it in their own garage or find some place like really secluded where like they know that you know what i mean yeah it's not well let, let it's me, not something you do out in public well let me correct you here it's dade county park is the name of the city 
Oh, but, so it's not the park. No, no. He was in a parking lot, though, I believe, if I remember correctly. That's where they found him. Okay. He was just parked randomly in, like, a parking lot and then just, like, ran a hose into his window and killed himself, which still seems like quite a setup to do that, you know? Like a pain yeah, in the I ass mean, to do that. There's so many people who walk through parking lots, you know? <laughs> I don't know. The The cop who showed up said it looked a lot, a little funny and, like, someone had purposely set it up this way. So, obviously, he's one of the ones who was really starting to push the UFO stuff right when it was getting hot, you know, in 1959. So, I guess it would have a reason to kill him. But anyway, moving on to Frank Edwards in 1967. Have you ever heard of this fella? No, I haven't. Okay, so Frank was a noted commentator who died of an alleged heart attack on June 24th, 1967. Why this date in particular is weird is it is the 20th anniversary of the Kenneth Arnold sighting. Have you ever heard of the Kenneth Arnold sighting? Uh, no, I have not. I thought it was going to be Roswell. N- no, 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 no. It uh, apparently the Kenneth Arnold Arnold sighting was the first post-war sighting in America. Now I think they can say that because Roswell was more of a crash and not a sighting. And this was actually like, a, he saw flying discs over Mount Rainier in Washington. So it was kind of a big deal, but it's kind of like, I've never heard of this before. Um, apparently he just saw a whole bunch of shiny discs like flying while he was in the mountains there. Does this sound Oh, fa- so it, I, this does sound familiar. Okay. He's the one who came up with flying saucers, isn't he? I don't know. He could be. I, was I just- think, yeah, I think he might be. Okay. Well, okay. Well, that's was pretty he, cool. Was he in a plane when he saw them? Um, It sounded like he was on the ground and he just saw them oh. kind of flying around the mountains. That's what it sounded like. Never mind like. then, because I, I remember there, the guy who came up with the term flying saucers um, was actually, I think he was in his own plane um, flying around like some mountains when he saw like a formation of flying discs. And he said they looked like flying saucers skipping across water. That's where the flying saucer comes from. Okay. So. You know what? Maybe this is him. I, I just real quickly, because I hadn't heard of the Kenneth Arnold sighting, so I real quick looked through a Wikipedia just to see like kind of what it was. I didn't look really deep into it, but I guess technically I was mistaken because it would have been 1947 when he reported it before Roswell happened. Okay. So that is why it's the first post-war sighting in America. Okay, that's my bad. Yeah, this was, I think this was him then. Okay. He may have been the one. I'll have to look it up, but yeah. Maybe it'll be a good episode someday. Anyway, so Frank Edwards, um, there was the World UFO Conference being held in New York City on the exact day he died as well. The curator of the conference, Gray Barker, claimed to receive two mysterious letters and a phone call stating that Frank Edwards would not be alive to attend the conference. And oddly enough, he died before he could even make it to the conference of an alleged heart attack. Well, so. that's very polite of the killers to <laughs> give warning. It's almost like an RSVP, like, oh, by the way, sorry, but this dude's going to be a fucking stiff by the time, <laughs> you know, your little deal happens. So maybe fill a spot with somebody else. <laughs> what if very it was, polite. What if it was just like a letter and it had like Frank Edwards and then just had like a cross through it? <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) it was Frank's own RSVP sent back with like in red ink, like not attending. (laughs) Probably has his wife's name signed on the bottom of it. 
Anyway, I it, it was weird because Frank Edwards wasn't necessarily like a big UFO guy, but I think he's the one who reported on the Kenneth Arnold sighting on the news. Um, so it's weird they would kill him, and it doesn't really say like he knew anything in particular. It's just they wanted to allegedly kill him. I don't know. I, I don't yeah, really I, know. So that's. I mean. It is like a heart attack happens. That's the kind of, you know, yeah. like it could get you at any time, especially if you're over a certain age. People back then were eating terrible fucking food. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he and, just, he was smoking a pack of Lucky Strike or Lucky Strikes every day. Drinking, <laughs> yeah. He's drinking like, constantly, just not dude, taking Nobody care of exercised back then. <laughs> no, like, absolutely The most not. exercise anyone got was like getting off the chair, fucking changing the channel manually on the TV. That was it. <laughs> So you think, okay, let's, before we go on to each person, I want you to give your opinion. So let's start with Jessup. Do you think he killed himself or do you think that's mysterious? It's a little mysterious just because of the location he chose. It's a little, I mean, like, I don't know a ton about like suicides, but the ones that I've heard of, it's like, it's a very, they do it in a very private place. Right. And it's not something that's done Kind of like in public. extra publicly. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not something that, unless they're like a jumper or something like that, it's not, you know, they don't, like most people who commit suicide, I don't think they really make a show of it. So. Right. That's a, that's a valid point, actually. I didn't even think about that. Okay. How about Mr. Frank Edwards? I mean, having a heart attack. <laughs> how, does it say possibly how old he was when he died? I don't know, but the few photos I, I saw of him, he, he looked old. Yeah, I I mean, he just fucking had a heart attack. You know, like the only thing like that's weird said, the only thing that's weird is if we believe Gray Barker about the letters and the phone call. That's the only part that's weird. If he's telling the truth. Yeah, that is the I mean, that's that's the <laughs> mysterious part of that whole story. But just like you said, I mean, everyone every man over the age of forty five at that time probably had like stage one fucking uh like heart disease you know right. i mean it's not everyone was smoking drinking eating like butter with everything salt you mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. well right. i can say you i line these up so we get progressively more weird so let's move okay. on to the next guy uh dr james mcdonald in 1971 have you ever heard of this guy uh i don't i had not the name recognition but we'll see when you you know get into it get into it Okay, so McDonald was a senior physicist at the Institute of Atmospheric Physics and professor in the Department of Meteorology at the University of Arizona. That's not oh, in shit. Phoenix. Is that in Phoenix? No, it's in uh, their main ones in Tucson, I think. They're uh, Wildcats. <laughs> Go Wildcats. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they should know you're a Sun, Sun Devil alumni. Yeah, ASU. I graduated from there. Um <laughs> I might have been the only person who wasn't fucked up on Molly every day going to class, but mm. yeah, I actually studied, which oddly enough at Arizona State, if you just try a little bit, you get like A's and B's. So, <laughs> Well, hold on now. You are a 30 year old man who actually is like, you know, a lot mature than the younger kids. So you gotta take yeah, that I did try. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, McDonald had worked hard in the 1960s to convince Congress to hold a serious, substantial subcommittee meeting to explore UFOs. Now, they claimed his wife was going to divorce him, and he had made a suicide attempt, but failed and survived. I believe it was a gunshot. I 
if I checked in, it was a gunshot, but he was he was alive. So they took him to the hospital, obviously. But oddly enough, the following day, he disappeared from his hospital bed. Now, on June 13th, 1971, a family walking along a creek close to the bridge spanning the uh, Canada del Oro Wash near Tucson. Have you ever even heard of that? No. Whatever. It's near Tucson. So, found a body that was later identified as McDonald's. A 38 caliber revolver was found close to him, as well of a, as well as a suicide note. Now, what's interesting about this one is from the day he he left the hospital bed till the day he was found, I believe is a few months gap. Like he wasn't found immediately. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So he I was. What you mean? He had failed a suicide attempt, and then he apparently escaped from his hospital room and then wasn't found uh, till a few months later from an obvious gunshot wound to the head and a suicide note, which I think is really weird. That's a strange one. Yeah. Did they say like what state of decomposition his body was in? Had he been there for a while? Did he see, just do it? See, like- uh, it sounded like he he had done it not too long after um, they found him. Because they could identify him and everything uh, in the 70s, too. So he had to be not too badly decomposed. But I should have looked that part up further. But uh, I just thought the part of where he escaped from a hospital bed and then was found like a few months, months later, later. Yeah, that's the weird part. Um, so I, I don't know. It's this so that, that one's really weird. See, now I would say this guy actually could be a mark for the government to want to wipe out because he actually was fucking with Congress and shit. Yeah, if you show up, I mean, that's that's something worthy of getting rubbed out is <laughs> like actually showing up to Congress and saying, hey, let's look into this. And then, you know, that puts a pretty big fucking uh, target like, on They're your like, back. does this motherfucker actually want us to work? Get him, kill him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Motherfucker, we're looking for communists right now. We're way too busy. I don't know who the fuck you think what we are, what we do here, but. <laughs> All right, so so what do you think of this guy? Mm, it's a little odd. I mean, there's nothing sadder than a failed suicide attempt. Right. Like, obviously, you know. Suicide in general is not good. It's horrible and it's selfish and all that. But there's got to be nothing worse than failing at committing suicide, especially when someone's at such a low point. Yeah. But it's just weird that he like was found so many months later. And like, did he like go out, walk around? You know what I mean? Like, did he do it right away? That's that's something I'd kind of have to know. Yeah. Yeah. I should have looked into that one deeper, but it's just like. If he if he had he had the failed suicide attempt, I believe he tried to shoot himself in the head. Um, I'm not sure how he missed or whatever, but like if you're escaping your hospital bed, like you have to be in very bad condition to like survive for that long. You know what I mean? Yeah. Did he did he miss and it went like out the back of his throat? You I, know what I mean? Like yeah. unless unless the bullet like unless he had it at a weird angle and it just grazed his head or something like that like i'm trying to think like if you try to commit suicide by shooting yourself in the head you'd be in the hospital for days like most likely unconscious you know what i mean it's it's weird that he was able to leave like escape the next day almost like someone got him out of there you know right you know what phil hold on a minute let's pause and find out the details real quick all right so we're back we i just double checked the information so it looks like his first suicide attempt was in April 
and when he shot himself in the head with the failed attempt, he blinded himself, so I don't know if that means he shot out one of his eyes or something, but he wasn't found until June, so he was missing for two months before they found him, but it doesn't say anything about the decomposition of his body, so um, what do you think now that you know those a few more details there? Well, I mean, it adds to it a little bit that you said he was blinded by the gunshot wound. So not only did he have a, a head wound from a like revolver, he was also blinded. So, I mean, how does a blinded gunshot victim stumble his way out of a hospital? Right. You know? Right. And like, what, what, someone would have noticed, you know. the When I was quickly reading his stuff, too, it said he had interviewed over 500 people about UFO sightings. And a few days before his suicide attempt, he had released some paper or some article or something. So I don't know, maybe there's something in it that got the government fired up. If we were to believe that they took him out, I don't know. It's hard to say. It's just really, it's, it's such a weird scenario, like surviving two months with that sort of a wound on yourself. That's fuck. That's rough, man. Yeah. And to leave the hospital. So you're going to be in a gown, right? He's going to be blinded. He's going to be, Obviously, out of his, you know, gunshot wound to the head, you're going to be out of your norm. Mm -hmm. And to go find another revolver and then find yourself at the wash and then, you know, blow your head out again. Yeah. That's that's very suspicious. Yeah. And he wrote himself a note there that was sitting there, too. That I forgot about that. That's even weirder. Yeah. It's Mm. the whole thing's just weird. Like, a lot of these are really just weird. They're either extremely weird coincidences or there's something else involved in it. Um, But we'll move on to the next guy. Have you ever heard of Philip K. Dick? No, I haven't. (laughs) It's always good to hear another Philip doing well, though. so. Uh, So he died in 1982. Now, Dick was a cult science fiction author of notable books, including... Blade Runner and Minority Report. Sure, we all know those movies, right? Yeah, holy shit. So he claimed to be a silent contactee of some higher intelligence for many years. Dick was allegedly working on his latest nonfiction book detailing his experiences with alien contact. And then out of nowhere, they claim he died mysteriously of a stroke under curious circumstances. So, in February 17th of 1982, he had just completed an interview when he began to experience blurring vision, then was found unconscious on the floor of his apartment and would die five days later. And this alleged book that he was working on was never published, and the manuscript had just vanished into thin air, like nobody can ever find it. So, again, he could have been old and had a stroke, that's not that weird um the weird part is like that all his work just went missing yeah you hear about that a lot with uh these crazy disappearances like whatever they were working on at the time just kind of goes missing like tesla same thing happened to him like all all of the conspiracy about his death is all of his work went missing right away so that was that son of a bitch edison yeah goddamn jp morgan motherfucker (laughs) Um, it's really weird. Well, they, we just had this whole Costa Rica, like, have you heard of these people dying, these tourists dying in Costa Rica? Yep. Yep. I have. So apparently they think that, um, it could have been like methanol poisoning. Yeah. Basically like 
all of the alcohol that they were drinking on vacation was cut with methanol to make it cheaper, like industrial yeah. alcohol. Yeah, that's what so I like, heard too. So when you when you said that, it kind of clicked in my head like, oh shit, that kind of sounds like that methanol poisoning, you know. But that would make it sound like it's a a stroke, you know. Is that what Something happens like when that. you is that what happens when you drink methanol? Well, they say that you like it causes blindness. Um, it gives you like a stroke, like. Hmm. Okay. Like yeah. So. I'm not exactly sure about it, but the symptoms kind of sounded similar. So, so are you saying you're never going to stay at a Sandals resort ever again? No, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not the resort. I'm not the resort going type. <laughs> but yeah, after hearing all this Costa Rica bullshit, like, mm, well, yeah. I can only I don't I should look into like what the location is, but I can only imagine it's probably like some kind of sketchy resort anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't. Yeah. Know. After my time in New Mexico, like I'm done with third world countries, so it's it's over. <laughs> you haven't even Can't been you haven't even been to Pittsburgh yet. That's true, I suppose. <laughs> anyway, um, so final words on Philip K. Dick. What do you think? Um, ooh, it's I mean, a stroke is pretty a normal thing to happen to you know anyone. A stroke can happen to anyone. Like I could keel over dead right now from a stroke. So it's. I mean, it's a little fishy that he was working on this big, like once again, who knows, like the like conjecture of it. Like, of course, he's probably always working on something big. You know what I mean? Right. Like a lot of these, that's what with a lot of these people who die, it's like, oh, he was working on something huge at the time. Like he was always, they're always working on something <laughs> huge. But, you know, it is a little odd that he was like days away from publishing and then it goes missing too. Okay, so. let's do, let's play the hypothetical game. Do you think the government would have killed him or do you think the aliens he was talking to would have killed him for telling other people that he was talking to them? I think that they should have looked for a uh, 1950s rambler outside of his house. (laughs) Might have been the fucking Men in Black. Oh, yeah. That sounds like a fucking Men in Black hit job. If you're injected with air, does that give you a stroke or does it give you a heart Uh, attack? It it fucks your heart. Right. Um, Okay. All right. It sends a, it sends a bubble of heart and it like collapses your like arteries. What, or something what's like. the, what's the one to give someone a stroke? I don't remember. Um, it could be if you, I mean, if you sent air like on the way up to the brain, that could give you a stroke, maybe. Hmm. Just too much, too much, or like when you overload someone with potassium, that's I don't remember. Is that a heart attack or is that a stroke? I'm not sure about that one. Hmm. What are they? Are they like force feeding them bananas? Like, <laughs> yeah, they just grind up a banana and inject it into people. No, uh, no, like when you talk about on Bumblebutt, we're always talking about like serial killers and stuff. And in the true crime world, like let's say nurses who end up being serial killers or doctors who end up being serial killers, that was like one of the big thing. They inject them with potassium and then they can kill them and they just assume it's natural causes because it's very hard to detect that they've had a potassium overdose. I can't remember if it gives you a stroke or a heart attack. It's one of the two. So they just assume you died of natural causes because who the fuck would have thought you're getting OD'd by potassium? Yeah, if you just, I mean, back then, would they even look for injections? You know what I mean? Like the autopsy probably was done by just some dude who, you know, (laughs) showed up that day and you know all right let's get this over with 
looks at him. Yeah, he had a fucking stroke. Well, it, you is, know. it is the 80s, so he's probably high on coke, too, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a big Miami Dolphins fan. Just <laughs> love the cocaine. <laughs> All right, so our next one is Dr. Alan J. Hynek. In 1986, at the age of 75, I hope you know this guy. Uh, I I believe I've heard the name, but let's go into uh, let's go into what he did. Uh, probably rejog my memory. So, Dr. Alan J. Hynek is one of the most prominent faces in the UFO world. He was a famous astronomer and consultant for Project Blue Book, the U.S. Air Force's official UFO investigation. So he's kind of like the granddaddy, almost of like springing UFO investigations because he worked for the government and then he saw the documents and stuff and he was helping him and he's like, hey, we got to start telling the public about this shit. And so that's kind of how he got, he got kind of really popular. Like a lot of people think he's like kind of like the guy who started like the ufologist shit and like started like really looking into people's experiences with UFOs. Like all of that, like the MUFON and all right. of that stuff. Right. Okay. Yep. So he he's uh he's very big in the UFO world. Like he'd be someone that they would definitely want to kill off if we're to believe that. So Oh yeah, I'm surprised after he saw all those Project Blue Book like documents, I'm surprised they didn't just cap him right there. <laughs> like, oh whoops, car accident. Well you're in the, you were in the Air Force. Did you see any Project Blue Book? Dude, I fucking <clears throat> fixed vehicles. Hey, 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 you never know. You never know. There might have been a Project Blue Book somewhere. (laughs) Could have been. (laughs) There were a lot of blue books lying around, so maybe I just didn't look through the right one. But All right, so so Dr. Hynek here. Many find his death from a brain tumor very suspicious, firstly because several ufologists seem to die from either cancer or brain tumors, secondly... He was actually at the Memorial Hospital in Scottsdale, Arizona for a prostate surgery when he passed away. Um, do you know where Memorial Hospital is? Um, I mean, I've been to Scottsdale, uh, you know, quite a few times, mm-hmm. but I mean, they have so many hospitals out here. Like there's one on every like other block. So the weird thing that I was reading, I couldn't tell if they knew beforehand he had the brain tumor or like they were doing the prostate surgery and then he just died and then found out he had a brain tumor i don't i couldn't really find that but he was that having kinda, what? that kind of sounds like a fuck up from the <clears throat> surgery though see like see yeah that could be the doctors doing that too so yeah. the final thing here about him many friends and family claim in the days leading up to his passing he was acting like he was very concerned or like troubled by some sort of information that he had came across. And then obviously he died very shortly afterwards. So they, a lot of them think he got some sort of information from somebody. And then he got real nervous about it. And then he died randomly. So that's where the suspicion around his death comes from. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of like I was saying before. Like they're always working on something big. So <laughs> no matter when they die, it's not like they were, oh, yeah, he was taking three months off in Jamaica. And then, you know, <laughs> like he's never, these people are never on vacation. They're always, you know, mm. grindstone in it. Well, okay. Um, to be fair, he I, probably was always working on something big because he was like the president. He was like the big guy. Yeah. What, uh, what year did you say he died? 86. 86. Okay. Um, yeah, I could see, like, it's a little weird he died in a hospital. Mm-hmm. Like, 
you think about like a lot of times these anesthesi like we hear all about it now like michael jackson died anesthesiologist fucked up his meta you know what i mean like yeah you didn't really hear about it a lot back then but i do wonder like how many people were <laughs> over doped by anesthesiologists Ooh. during a routine surgery and just fucking died and then they got it covered up you it, know it's so fucked like, up to think about um i feel like i've heard cases of where the anesthesi i can't even say the fucking word anesthesiologist or whatever like they caught them they just be like plastered sitting there like turning the knobs and shit you know what i mean oh yeah because all they do is they just walk into surgery that day and like all right watch the gauges okay. and stuff and yeah, they hook them up, they watch the gauges, and then everyone else goes about their business Ooh. doing the surgery, and they're just kind of hanging out there. Yeah, that's kind of scary to think about. Yeah, there's a lot of moving parts in those, <laughs> even routine surgeries. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. So, but, I mean, I think that there's a little bit, it is weird that he died in a hospital mm-hmm. from this brain tumor, uh, you know, supposedly. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't know. That one's kind of a 50 50 toss up, I guess. Now, the next one is one of the more interesting ones. Um, Anne Livingston, uh, she passed away in 1994. So Anne made her living as an accountant, but she was also a MUFON investigator. Um, On December 29th, 1992, Anne claimed to have been accosted by five men, or sorry, accosted by five men who claimed to be black agents who she later described as being almost faceless, carrying a long flashlight-like black object. That they, she seems like they were kind of like pointing it at her. I, if that makes sense, like almost yeah. like it was a weapon of some sort. So basically, it was five alleged fucking men in black. They think were beating her up. Hmm. So, so in early 1994, Ann Livingston passed away from a fast-acting form of ovarian cancer. So what they're doing is connecting that she got beat up by the men in black, and then whatever this flashlight thing was, they could have been giving her cancer. Gamma rays. Something like that, yes. So, I don't know. What do you think about that one? That's a little weird. Um, Yeah. God. I mean, when you immediately when you said like they had that weapon that she didn't recognize, but it was like a flashlight that they were like pointing at her, like mm-hmm. it's. I immediately thought like, oh shit, that's gonna be like radiation. Yeah. You know? Um, and then all of a sudden, this fast acting cancer just clips her. You know. Yeah. Um, that's terrifying. That is terrifying if they have something like that. Oh yeah, and that was back in the '90s, so you know they got better <laughs> shit now. Oh yeah. Like, God, I mean, it's a little, it's it's quite suspicious. And yeah, um, I, I didn't catch her age either, but it didn't sound like she was that old. Yeah, you know what well, I mean. Very, I mean, it's not like hmm. like cancers usually take a while, and it was the '90s, so it's not like you know, it's it's not like it was back in the '50s where someone had cancer forever and then they just died from it. It's like, oh, it turns out they had cancer. That's why they were sick. You know, like 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 you would have symptoms of cancer go to the hospital and you know with with a lot of these like cancers that these guys get or girls even like a lot of them are described as fast acting like it's not like the you know slow build-up cancer like most people get like it's a, a, a super super aggressive form of cancer so that kind of makes you wonder too i i'm obviously not a cancer expert but 
Um, yeah. I feel like you I said that she was. Oh, you said that she was, sorry. You said that she was working for MUFON at the yeah, time? Yeah, she's a MUFON investigator. Does it say that she was also like working on something huge or is that just kind of implied? <laughs> it didn't point? say she was working on anything. It just said she was a MUFON investigator. Maybe she found something. Maybe she was working on something. I, don't, I really don't know. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, <clears throat> getting accosted by like a gang of dudes would be so stressful anyway. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of times where people get like um attacked and it's almost like kind of like their brain does like weird things where they see like oh it was you know these men were all of them were over six feet tall when really they were all like in the five eights you You know you're saying like like, when you're in the fear of being accosted by people your brain kind of like i don't maybe her maybe it was dark out maybe they were just holding one of them was holding a flashlight while they were robbing her you know um Maybe she just thought they looked like faceless men. I mean, and obviously she's a MUFON investigator. So her brain's immediately going to go towards this. Like, oh shit, is this the men in black? Right. It's it's my time up. If it was just a regular person who saw some weird shit and then like, I never heard of men in black before, but I, you know, somebody said this might be men in black. Then it's one of those weird things, but it's kind of one of those deals where if you're, if something happens to you and you're expecting it to be, men in black you're gonna say it was men in black right you know right faceless men i feel like i've heard the men in black be referred to as faceless men before where like it looks like their face like you said like they're wearing plastic or like they don't like something's not right about their face yeah or they have like all of the hair on their faces <laughs> shaved off and right well anyway all of their feet all of their features are dulled down so okay so before we move on you think hers is a little suspicious a little suspicious. Um, the fast acting cancer, obviously. I mean, if it if it was like the weapon that they used, like that's a really scary like idea. Oh, but yes. I mean, there are some cancers that are fast acting, and people get attacked all the time. Hmm. So maybe it was just secondhand smoke. That's what got her, Phil. Could have been Paul <laughs> Malls strike again. <laughs> All right, so moving on to Ron Johnson in 1994, same year as Anne. Um, At the time of Ron Johnson's death, he was serving as the MUFON Deputy Director of Investigations. He was 43 years old and by all accounts was in perfect health. On June 9th, 1994, he was attending the Society of Scientific Exploration meeting in Austin, Texas. While attending a slide presentation... Picture this in your head. Okay, you know when the slide like darkens for a minute, then it pops up? Yeah. So, they claim the room was illuminated. It went to switch switch slides, and when they came back, Ron was slumped over in his chair. His face was purple, and he had blood oozing out of his nose. And the soda can he was drinking from was sitting right next to him on his chair. And they think perhaps someone could have poisoned his soda while he was sitting there. This is almost like a Prince Joffrey death scenario, right? Yeah. <laughs> um. So this one I thought was really weird because he literally goes from like f- healthy projector flips and then he's like dying. You know what I mean? Yeah. That high fructose corn syrup, though. <laughs> I mean, there's some pretty bad shit in there. We should probably not tell people we're from Iowa or a lot of that shit comes from, so... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we wouldn't want the fucking uh, all the subsidies to go down. Um, that's really weird. It's almost like like 
in the movies, like that shit happens where it's like some boring ass slideshows happening. And then all of a sudden, like they click it, the, the room goes black and then the dude's fucking dead. Like, well, it's, it's like, um, what else could cause your face to turn purple and then blood to start coming out of your nose? That just sounds like it has to be a poison of some sort. Yeah, that's just like Purple Wedding in Game of Thrones. I mean, yeah, it has to be poison or... I don't think you'd get that way if you're choking. I mean, if you're choking, you would turn purple, but you wouldn't have blood coming out of your nose, I don't think. Yeah, unless somebody hit him with the No Country for Old Men. <laughs> that gun? That, I feel like that he... Cattle, that pneumatic cattle gun? The... <laughs> I feel like he'd have a hole in his head then. Maybe they popped it up his nose. You never know. I mean, yeah, that's true. Well, then again, we're never not considering that maybe Mr. Ron Johnson had like a cocaine problem or something. Oh, it could have been. He, he was on va- He was uh, out of town. Yeah, you know? so might have been picking up some stray. <laughs> so partying maybe with it, Miami Dolphins. Cocaine. <laughs> well, he's in Austin, Texas. So he'd be partying with the Cowboys, probably, or is a Texas. Oh, they loved cocaine too. I forgot. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, yeah. Was Everyone Jim- in the NFL loved cocaine back in the 90s. <laughs> Ooh, Jimmy so. Johnson was there, so hell yeah, they love cocaine. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was the Aikman fucking, uh, yeah. The triplets. But I I was going to say, um, it's weird that all of this stuff happened in the 90s. I don't know if you've ever heard much about it. But so Clinton talked a lot, like before he became president, about exposing all the UFO stuff and actually releasing shit. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like when he became president, like he totally changed his mind. It's literally um, in the intro to this podcast, Phil. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, I, I forgot that part. Um, so Bill Clinton, like, turned I, – I I don't really – never really heard much about, like, people, like, the heat getting turned up on alien investigators and all that. But it wouldn't surprise me if he came into power and then finding out this shit and then saying, all right, we need to turn the tide on this. You know, so you think Clinton would have killed him? Not Clinton. I'm not saying Clinton killed him, <laughs> but like, I mean, given free reign. But bet- the thing is, at, coming off of like the George H. W. Bush years, right. like he gave, like he was basically wasn't he FBI chief or something? CIA, like that? Like, CIA. He was CIA. Okay, yeah. So I know that they were working with a lot of. Uh, they had a lot of pullback then, like free reign, pretty much. So a lot of those agencies. That's a good, yeah, that's, that's very true. Well, we, uh, we got two more to get through real quick. Um, these two are, we actually, we got another Phil, Phil Schneider. (laughs) Oh, let me go, let me go back to the guy we just did. Oh, sorry, sorry, go Uh, ahead. Really quick, I was just going to say, I give that one the most so far, because that's one of those where it's obvious he was poisoned in public Mm -hmm. statement time at a conference, you know. Unless there's a, that's a, that's a statement. Unless there's a drug overdose or something. Could have been a drug overdose, but I mean, it looked like it was a statement kill. So right, that's a good point. In front of all the other UFO people, yeah, you're oh, sending yeah. a statement. All right, so uh, like I said, we're moving on to the next guy, Mr. Phil Schneider in 1996. Have you I heard, have of, heard of this? Guy. Okay, yeah. I I figured you would have because of your reptilian episode. Yeah. Now shot. Now, Schneider has made bold claims such as having worked for 13 of the 129 deep underground facilities the U.S. government had constructed after World War II. One of the most prominent and well-known was the Dulce Base in New Mexico. 
Schneider claimed at the Dulce base he witnessed humanoid extraterrestrials working alongside American scientists. In May of 1995, in his speech, Phil talked publicly about the alien agenda, the New World Order, black budget, secret military bases, and much more. Now, Phil was found by his friend Al Pratt, who for several days suspected something was wrong with Schneider. Several days in a row, Al went to the apartment of Mr. Mr. Schneider, saw the car down in the parking lot, but nobody answered when he tried at the door. Five days later, he decided to call the police and the manager of the building and enter the apartment. The body of Phil Schneider was lying on the floor. Now, this is really fucking weird. On January 17, 1996, he was found allegedly strangled by his own catheter tube because it was left wrapped around his neck when the body was discovered. Um, I'm like, he claimed he claimed to have all those uh, nagging injuries from the Dulce Wars, wasn't it? From did it? the, I I didn't look into any of that, but okay, I'm pretty sure we're definitely going to be going into the Dulce base eventually. But um, just rev- let's just say, what did the injury say about him? Uh, he lost part of his hand. I think he got hit in the gut. Like uh, he by the aliens, the, by one of the alien weapons. Yeah, hmm. like um, he said, basically it was like a like a something like plasma or something like burned off his fingers. I think he actually was missing some digits. Hmm. If this is the guy I'm thinking of, but I'm pretty sure it is. He was missing fingers. It's like, no way he got wasted and his friend, like, dropped a fucking uh, car jack on his fucking hands or anything. Um, no, there's no way. There's no fort to, No way it was a fort playing with fireworks while, while doing yeah. cocaine with the Miami Dolphin. He's like, hey, Betsy, no check, he's like, hey, Betsy, check this shit out. And he blows his fucking fingers off. No. Hey, Dan Reno, I'm firing off an M80. <laughs> this is for you, Mike Irvin. All right, so... <laughs> I just thought that was so weird that he strangled himself with his own catheter tube. Like, how how does he how do you even do that? Like, you know what I mean? Was he hanging himself by it, or was he it literally so- like strangling himself? It sounded like they found him on the floor with the catheter tube around his neck. It could have been, but then again, he could have been hanging and it broke finally, and he fell to the ground. So it's hard to say. Ooh. Who in the hell would hang themselves by their catheter tube? <laughs> That's such a weird... I don't know. That also feels kind of like a... It's it's almost like an embarrassing way to die. Oh, yes. that That's, that's a it's very embarrassing you, way to die. Like, that's a statement kill, too. Like, that's such an undignified way to, to do it. Like, why right. would you do that to yourself? Like, so many people, they, like, buy a belt or something like that. Not a something that was like an embarrassing thing like no one unless you're on a commercial for catheters no one wants (laughs) to talk about having to use a catheter why would you make that you're in your every single fucking news story about you was oh and by the way this guy killed himself with his own catheter tube (laughs) like that's gonna be every single like at the footnote of every single story about you so well if we're to believe that the government or something killed him i mean Technically, this guy would be one of the highest priority targets because he's talking about a lot of conspiracy shit, right? Yeah, and he did a lot of speeches. He was he was pretty big, um, and I know that his death was so like he basically said he gave that speech, and then he was found not 
that long after that, like six months after that. So um, his is his is kind of suspicious, but I know he's obviously quite a character and he has quite a few quite a few stories. So I don't know. I mean, we're gonna cover him for sure at some point, but we're just strictly talking about the weird ways that he died. Um, so, yeah, you're. I mean, you are correct that these are getting shit like as we go along. Because yeah. I mean, the self defense mechanism in a human's brain would stop you from being able like, to strangle yourself manually. Yeah. Strangling, yeah, strangling yourself manually. Like I don't, it's I don't know if like a human could do it, like unless they were hanging themselves. You know, like I mean, maybe he did hang himself. And then it, the catheter broke after hanging there for a while, or do you know what I mean? I, I don't know. I should have looked deeper into it, probably. Yeah, I I feel like, I wonder if it could have been that autoerotic patient, like that, <laughs> where people choke themselves yeah. when they're beaten off. But, I mean, you would, they would basically say, like, oh, yeah, this guy, like, what happened? Uh, he just choked himself to death. Yeah, like, that's true. They- why did he do that? Uh, nothing. His pants were up at the time. <clears throat> Everything was buckled <clears throat> and you know, zipped up. So <laughs> that's a, um, very, that's a good point, Phil. I didn't even think about that one. Yeah. It's, I mean, nowadays, if someone dies that way, they'll be like, yeah, he uh, fucking beaten his dick and choked himself to death. <laughs> and that's what happened. But back then, right. I imagine they were like, uh, what the fuck's going on here? You know? Right. Well, should but we- I'm not, I'm not saying that that's how it happened, but I'm saying I could see that totally. So, yeah. Yeah, his yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that, but I could definitely a lot of people are into that. Um, so we'll move on to the very last guy, uh Carl excited. <laughs> Carl Wolf. Now the reason he's last is because he literally just died on October seventeenth, two thousand eighteen. So he's very fresh. Um Carl Wolf was a former military officer, Air Force Sergeant who also claimed to have had special security clearance in the 1960s while working in the Tactical Air Command at Langley Air Force Base in Virginia. In 2001, at the now-famous Disclosure Project event held at the National Press Club in Washington, D.C. and organized by ufologist Stephen Greer. You've probably heard of Stephen Greer, right? Stephen Greer is the one who has the dead man's trick. He keeps talking about that shit. Oh, yeah, does he Stephen really? Greer. He has... Yeah, that- he has a really big documentary on Netflix. Yeah, he does. He does. So, yeah, he he's quite a character. I don't know if I believe everything he says, but he has yeah, a lot he of sells inter- himself. Yeah. Uh, he sells himself quite well. I don't I don't hold on. I'm I'm going to finish this and then I'm going to come back to Greer because I have something interesting about him too. So, Wolf revealed that while working as a technician processing photographic surveillance from the war in Vietnam, he was sent to a building filled to his surprise and suspicion with non-English-speaking civilians and interpreters in a dark room used for processing photos from the first lunar orbiter mission in 1966. Another technician allegedly showed him pictures of a structure on the far side of the moon. So he's claiming that he had saw pictures of a military base on the dark side of the moon. Um... I'm sure you've heard this conspiracy before, right? Yeah, where they Photoshop pictures of the moon structures. Is that the? I don't know, Phil. He doesn't okay. have he doesn't have proof of them. He's just saying that he has saw them on there. Okay. But anyway, back to Stephen Greer, real quick. Um, I was reading something while I was kind of researching this that he was going to 
Okay, what was it? He went. He was going to Congress to release all this information about conspiracy stuff, and the exact day he was going to do it, it was on 9-11, when 9-11 happened. Really? Allegedly, yes. So, like, obviously... Anything that was said there was going to get completely swept under the rug, right? So, oh, yeah. nothing Back except the fucking news channels. Right. Nothing except for 9-11 was going to be on the media. Allegedly, the day he was going to take all this stuff to Congress, which probably is just a huge coincidence, but that's what he claims. There was also um, billions of dollars missing from, like, the federal government, like like, programs and stuff like that. And 9-11 happened, like, right after. Really? Um, that whole, yeah. So, like, basically, it was going to be, like, the biggest story was, like, why are there billions of dollars missing? Like, where is all this money going? 9-11 happens, like, right after that. That's a really good conspiracy to look into, too. I should actually, there you the go. Future, talk There's about that ne- one. <laughs> there you go. Put that in the pipeline. Um, yeah. But anyway, so, oh, final thing on 9-11, uh, Slayer released an album. But anyway, <laughs> uh, on October 17th, 2018, while riding his bike, Carl Wolf was struck by a semi. He did not die initially and was rushed to the hospital, but soon died from his injuries. So um, basically, he was an older man, too, and apparently just a semi hit him on his bike out of nowhere and then he died um, so they're putting him in the category with the rest of them because of his close connection to Stephen Greer, which is funny. You said that he has like a dead man's thing or whatever. Um, so I don't know. What do you think about that? Could just be a simple traffic accident or do you think, oh, that was the other thing too. Um, they won't release the semi truck driver's name and there's absolutely no charges against the semi truck driver either. Yeah, I imagine um, that... Like, a lot of people get hit. Like, a lot of people on bikes get hit. Yeah. Especially old people and homeless people and, (laughs) like, a lot of, well, I mean, it could have been, if you ride a bike to, like, work and back, you obviously take the same route. So, it's not like, it's it's not like he was probably randomly just out riding his bike to the store or something. Like, I imagine if you watched him for just a few days, you could figure out, like, when he was going to be on his bike. Oh, yeah, so, to, like, to create an accident? Yeah, to create an accident, to create something. Um, yeah, and it, it is a little weird that, like, this guy's not, like, any... It must have been ruled an accident if he wasn't, like, pressed charges. But it's weird that, like, his name didn't come out at all. Like, the guy is famous, but he's not famous enough to warrant, like, a silence. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that kind of silence. That That's so. what they said, like... Nobody knows who the guy who hit him was. Like, I don't even know how in this day and age you can even hide from that. Yeah, exactly. You would think that, like, there'd be people with cell phones who, like, were taking pictures and stuff. You know, like, looky loos driving by taking pictures. That's what you'd think, but there's just nobody knows who this guy is. Uh, So, I don't know. Could just be a coincidence, too. You know, obviously accidents happen all the time. So, um, overall, Phil. What do you mm. think of the overall scope of mysterious deaths with UFO people? Do you think there's something or do you think it's just a string of coincidences or what do you what do you think as, as like a big picture thing? I mean, in the big picture, people die all the time. I mean, right. there's no like nobody lives forever. Right. You know, yeah. like 
maybe Ruth Bader Ginsburg, but like <laughs> no one else gets to live forever. So people die. And then if you're any sort of importance and you're dealing with like where your death will cause like suspicion, like if someone lives, if, 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 if Greer lives to be a hundred and dies peacefully in his bed with his family by his side, they'll still probably say, Oh, suspicious circumstances. Right. Right. Because they're, they're involved with attempting to, either expose the government or expose some alleged secret information that they have or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're so involved in the conspiracy that like something that happens to them becomes a conspiracy. That's how like, that's how deep they get is they're so like intertwined with like aliens and UFOs and MUFON that they actually, their death becomes a conspiracy. Right. It's not it's not just like all oh, it happened and, you know, people oh, die. Okay. You know? So what percentage would you give that these people could be killed by um either a government agency or aliens or men in black or just whatever? Depending on which ones they are. I would say the guy who died uh the purple wedding death, right. the poison. Right. I would say his is probably the most believable, I'm going to give that 51%. <laughs> I'm going to give it, it's 50-50. It's honestly, like, somebody, obviously, somebody fucking must have, it must have been something weird. Yeah. Like, well, for and all, for all we know, 50, it could just be, like, another investigator who is jealous of him. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't think about that. That also could be. <laughs> so, somebody poisoned him. It was either, you know, someone involved with covering up shit or it wasn't so that's the 50 50 one mm, so okay and the rest of them you think are just natural deaths oh sorry 51 49 because <laughs> i do i do like it that he died at the slideshow like changing over so mm-hmm. um and then they all kind of go down from um, yeah. i would say most of them are under five percent yeah um now- maybe one of them gets like five to ten maybe two more you know one or two well we got to keep in mind too these are whatever nine people out of I don't even know the book I was kind of reading through had at least twenty five of them. Um, I'm sure on the internet there's probably a hundred of them. So there's oh, a yeah. lot of them. There's a lot of them. Maybe down the road we can do a part two of even more of them who have died mysteriously. But oh, I was gonna say uh, I just remembered the the guy who shot himself in the head walked out of the hospital, and then killed himself with a pistol. He's got to right. be number two. I would give him 10 to 15. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I could agree with that one. That's uh, my arbitrary percentage <laughs> that I'm giving out for that. So, <laughs> All right, Phil. So if anybody has any other ufologist deaths they'd like us to look, look into, or if they want to get give their comments in any of these deaths, where can they do that? Uh, we have our email out, subliminaldpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you know, we'd love to hear from everybody, you know, if you got suggestions or little comments or criticisms, whatever, or just to say what's up, you know, give us a email on that. Uh, we also have Instagram, Subliminal Deception Podcast on Instagram. That's actually the easiest way to get a hold of us. Um, check, we don't really check that email as much as we check Instagram. So, right. Um, we also, uh, what else can they do, Cody? Um, they can follow my personal Instagram, which is Cody Zabub. Uh, they can follow my other podcast, which is Bumblebutt Podcast on Instagram. Uh, you can reach me there at all. Phil, do you want to blast your personal Instagram as well? 
Uh, might as well. It's uh, I don't really check it that much. It's SD Pod Phil uh, on Instagram. Uh, I think I posted a picture of food that I ate, and that was about it for the past <laughs> three weeks. So, just gotta post more weird shit, dude. Yeah, it was actually some good tacos that I ate at yeah. uh, downtown Gilbert. So yeah, they look pretty good. Um, yeah. All right, so the last thing we need you guys to do is to log on to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and. Uh, leave us a five-star review, uh, written, preferred, write whatever you want in there. It doesn't really matter. Um, all right. So, um, yeah, it's a little bit a little bit more of a serious episode this week, but uh, still very weird overall. Um, but, yeah, that's going to do it for us this week, and we will see you next week. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs>